Hello everybody, this is Honor Rock on Tour. Today we are going to give you a sneak preview of the first chapter of The Human Familiar, which is in the series The Mage and the Familiar. And today the excerpt is going to be read by Kirk Griffin. There's a certain trick to being sneaky, a certain art to it, but it boils down to this. Don't act like you're sneaking. I've learned this from my sister in my formative years and haven't forgotten it. You tend to not forget painful learning experiences. I made a fuss that night about having the job to do the next day and not having time to do my regular chores so that Fushi would switch with me. She doesn't like getting up at the break of dawn to feed the animals anyway, so she was happy to switch. The next morning, no one questioned or even stirred in their beds when I got up before the sun, dressed and went outside. To be fair to my sister, I really did feed the animals, but my main goal in the feed shed was my pack. I'd squirreled away it a week ago, knowing that leaving with a pack from the house would surely get me caught. Sleaning the pack over my shoulder, I walked down the hill, just in case someone... Now let's face it, Oma was watching. My mother had bat ears or spider sense or something. She always knows when her children are not and where they're supposed to be. I stayed down the road leading down the hill towards the town as long as I possibly could. I paused, looking around suspiciously, but there was only the wind, a few obnoxious birds, and the smell of the sea. Cackling evilly, I bounced in place, punched the air enthusiastically, then did a bout face towards the docks. My uncle loves to say that when boys turn to men, they ache for adventure. He's likely to say the same thing to my parents when they discover me missing, but really, that wasn't why I was leaving. I love my family. I do. They just drive me stark raving mad. I had the choice of sanity with distance or insanity while home. I chose sanity. My hometown has a sizable dock and a lot of trade and merchant ships stop here. I knew a few ships, but none would be coming anywhere near me in the next month. I found myself too impatient to wait for them. I've worked on boats since turning 11, so I knew I could make myself useful when on board, but I didn't want to sign up for a full season. I had a different goal in mind. Because of that, my options in boarding a ship became severely limited. The ships currently in harbor were not captioned by men I knew, unfortunately, and my impatience only left me with one option. Stowaway. Passenger tickets were a little obscene in price. I didn't feel bad about this, as honestly I would just be on board a day, long enough to reach the next port. Reaching the docks, I found a stack of crates waiting to be loaded and sank down on one knee behind them. They provide good cover, and I needed that at the moment. Alright, even at this hour, there were a few dock hands coming out to work. I didn't have a lot of time to board. According to my research, the Wind Sprite's destination was where I wanted to go. If I snuck up in the mooring line, could I reach below decks before anyone spotted me? It seemed the best plan. I cinched the straps on the pack a little tighter, made it secure enough to not fall off. Good. Well, here it goes. In a flash, for a brief moment, I felt like something anchored itself in my gut and yanked, drawing me sharply forward. I didn't have time to blink or gasp or even properly register the sensation before I left the docks and landed abruptly elsewhere. Unsure if I was awake or dreaming, I noted I'd gone from a semi-dark area on the docks to a bright, airy space. Blinking several times didn't help clarify the situation. I knelt in the middle of a large room I'd never seen before, made of tall wooden rafters with an open balcony wrapping around the second floor. It had the size of a warehouse, but not the feel of one. In fact, it reminded me of one of those guild halls I'd been in before, what with all the banners, doorways, and stacks of paraphernalia in every conceivable corner. 
People seem to be everywhere, sitting at the tables all around me, standing near the staircase, leaning against the balcony railing on the second level. They were of every age and gender, all watching me with the same stunned expressions, mouths hanging open. Their faces mirrored what I felt. But their features were not from an ethnic group I recognized. Where in the frackin' world had I just been spirited away to? At that first stunned second, I found my feet instantly, rolling to the right and coming up, hand on a sword, ready to go into the offense if I needed to. I didn't feel any danger here, but I hadn't survived this long by taking things at face value. I stayed there, automatically marking every person's position and angled myself so that I could race for the nearest door. The windows outside indicated that the door to my right led to an open street. I'd try my luck there if push came to shove. Two people stood directly in front of me, and it was there I chose to focus for answers. One of them was a slightly older man, somewhere in his late 40s would have been my guess. Blue eyes currently bulged out of his head, his blonde hair was swept back in a tight ponytail, and his black mage robes looked almost new, except for that oil stain on the front lapel. The way his mouth was working, without a sound immersion, told me I wasn't likely to get any immediate answers from him. Alright then, what about the girl? She looked to be near my age, a few years younger. Her brown hair hung straight past her shoulders, gray eyes also wide with astonishment like everyone else. She was leaning over with arms outstretched towards me, but slowly she withdrew them, shoulders hunching in. This is not, I said around a dry mouth, the adventure I signed up for.